हेलो लेडीज एंड जेंटलमैन एंड वेलकम टू एपिसोड नंबर एट ऑफ द मार्क्स आर अस रेसलिंग पॉडकास्ट वी आई होस्ट आर ओ एंड रतवान एंड टुडे वी विल बी रिव्यूइंग एनएक्सी टेक ओवर ब्रुकलेन टू एंड डब्ल्यू डब्ल्यूज एनुअल सर्वाइवर सीरीज पेपरव्यू ओके आई कंप्लीटली ब्लैंक आउट आफ्टर दैट अरे आंट यू गोना टॉक अबाउट लाइक बैक आफ्टर लाइक टू थ्री मंथ्स सो I'll tell you something the thing is so Ridwan you are 20 right yeah ha so I, i'm 23 and like at until my birthday i was actually like you know i can watch shows i and i can do i think uh, we stopped we didn't record anything after uh, my birthday which was in september so we did shows until september right yeah we did all in i mean i did all in ha, right. then we did the this thing hellnsl which we did in quotes yeah and since then like we haven't recorded so we are back after like two months so the two months so the thing is and you can sense the tire, <laughs> tiredness in my voice as well I, i've had a very long day anyway so the thing is ki um i i cannot sit and watch like a four hour paper view in one go at this stage i don't know why but it's like i i i literally feel guilty when i watch a four hour, a four hour long, start watching a four hour long pay per view because it's like like i i feel like i'm wasting my time and none of these shows are good that's the main problem like if they were good i would have watched them like in one go i i, I think but n- like i saw nxc takeover like in one go and it was uh, it was re- like we'll talk about it but like i could i i could manage to watch that but otherwise i can't watch any of these pay-per-views i haven't been watching raw and smackdown anyways like i've been keeping up on all those shows with the youtube highlight reels and everything so yeah so that was one of the main reason why i couldn't keep up with the shows and that is why we couldn't get like record the shows as well like you had your own different commitments as well and i have my my job so yeah it 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 was a little difficult to like do uh, all to like balance those things at once but uh yeah especially I mean, especially like it's wwe because they're throwing everything at you at one go so they had like shows like um super showdown they had crown jewel they had evolution they had everything just wrapped in one ball let's just say it's a ball and they are just throwing at you one after the other so that was also another reason because like currently watching wwe itself has become you know kind of a job for most of us because we'll be reviewing and all that but keeping up and everything that seems like another task doesn't it yeah and like you said like it's 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 it started becoming like a job and the thing is i already have a job and it's kind of sucking my soul anyway so like i don't want this to be a job for me so i'd rather you know instead like watch something that i'll uh, watch a pay per view that i actually enjoy and then talk about it with so you know but uh, like two months we didn't record anything so i was like we'll do something for survive series i also went to the film festival and shit so like i couldn't uh, i i i planned on uh, doing the evolution review with you but i i was i, I used to leave my house at like 7 or 8 and then i would imme- and then i would like directly reach home by at 12 or at 12 at night or like 1 at night so i couldn't do and that as well 
another like a good news to to our uh, listeners is that i have graduated thankfully so i have yeah, congratulations to, uh, man thank you i it looks like i'm just hoarding out for congr- for uh, goodwill right nahi 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 sahi hai so uh, i had to attend that and at the same time i had to cancel my dubai visa because i was on uh, university visa so they were sponsoring me and i had to get that cancelled as well so that was like a whole another process so at the same time even i couldn't watch many of the shows in the middle like i missed out on evolution until i got back here and uh, i said fuck off to crown jewel because i didn't want to watch that it was that was like another job for me which i didn't want to do take notes hal kogan <laughs> and uh, yeah that's why we are here reviewing survivor series 2018 live from the staples center in los angeles california <laughs> right so do, do you, so so that is why we haven't been around like we we could have reviewed any one of those previous shows and like i i even told ridwan like i'm i i will uh, record the evolution paper uh, review the evolution paper view but uh, because i i i because before the paper view i thought it was going to be a dumpster fire of a show but then fortunately for wwe and and i'm genuinely happy that this happened uh, that the paper view turned out to be good but uh, then i was like hey, like this 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 is a good show and i don't want to like shit on something so, uh, so i was like we'll do it some other day so yeah so do you, do you, do you want to go ahead with the review yes why we have to do it <laughs> yeah so we'll we'll start off with nxc as usual yeah first of all let me just get out of the get out of the ba- like whatever i want to say brilliant show like top to bottom everything on the show like it either you could say it either made sense or it was just fun like from top to bottom it was like thoroughly enjoyable show right you you could have said the same thing end me <laughs> No I mean I had to I had to get this out right. because like I couldn't contain it I, could, I couldn't contain it No because main tere ko otherwise bolta ki like just tell uh, like after we would have reviewed all the matches uh, individually I would have just asked you ki you know like give me your overall thoughts on the pay-per-view <laughs> you could have told me that then nah, I had to I had to like I couldn't keep it inside me like we are going we'll go through the matches that's it that's another thing but like you know what a show man um, yeah okay anyway so um nxt takeover war games part 2 no or is it part 2 yep. or is it just two because no is it is it takeover it's just takeover war games too ha ah, right right not part 2 yeah so we'll go about uh, some what was the match number 1 like shit okay so riddle versus zone yeah 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 so match riddle came out and uh, he bro yeah so he uh, so he said something like uh, what like, what did he say is he was he said that i mean he was anyway gonna like challenge ono on the regular episode of nxt which is basically the fallout from takeover war games but riddle just like me like a minute ago couldn't contain himself so he just appeared on the main show and asked and just challenged ono oh, and oh dude uh, riddles theme 
sounds like some san andreas remix right exactly exactly i think in the uh, when he was in the indies i think his theme was the san andreas uh, music this like his nxt theme kind of sounds like a uh, i mean it does sound like a san andreas remix at the same time it sounds like uh, wiggle by jason derulo the first the whistle bit is it looks like just both of these songs were just meshed together and riddle has his theme I, i've only heard like two jason derulo songs yeah i mean some of his songs like old jason derulo songs were really good the current one not so much i, I i'll tell you something about this jason derulo thing so uh, i was at planet music which used to be a thing back then uh, like it, it was, was a music store right Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. So it was dying, of course. So I, uh, we were there for something else, and uh, I saw Jason Derulo's uh, CD, and it just had like four songs or five songs, and like the price was what, like five hundred bucks and six hundred or six hundred bucks. And I was like, he's <laughs> like, he's going to try. Like I said. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's my story with Jason Derulo. So yeah, so uh, Riddle came out. He challenged Ono, and it's like he just defeated Ono in like seven seconds, man. Yeah, just seven seconds. I mean, the the bell rang and Riddle just gave him like a running the knee, like a sh- I I don't know. I just want to give it like a V trigger, a discount version or something like that. I was just coming up with some pun so, for that, but. I failed. So, uh, dude, you tell. Um, you must have probably uh, watched a lot of Riddle matches before the WWE, right? Like, I got familiar with Riddle through um, like some a few progress shows when he was the Atlas champion and uh, WCPW. He was he actually appeared in few shows for them. Right. So, like, what what is this guy's appeal? apart from being someone who like transitioned from mma into wwe weird <laughs> no like he he's kind of relatable to many of i don't want to use the word millennials but you know it's just like smoke weed kick ass kind of guy and he's he's very likable and you know he's like just chill just gives a thumbs up and all that stuff because um i i i think uh, i remember watching a few of his promos from evolve like back in 2015 i think was he in evolve in 2015 he was he started to become a wrestler by 20 i think he got banned in 2014 for beat yeah he just like made into res- uh, professional wrestling by like 2015 2016 because 20 2016 2017 because 2017 was pretty much his rookie year like this was when you know Matador came into like became a name in on the independent circuit dude uh, i think so okay so 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 uh, i saw his video in 2016 he was already a member of catchpoint yeah with uh, drew gulak and timothy uh, thatcher timothy thatcher was jonathan gresham a thatcher. part of it as well I I don't know, but I remember Drew Gulak and Tim, uh, Timothy Thatcher. Oh my God, his name is so difficult to say. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. So like I the the only thing with me is that I don't understand. I don't really get get his appeal. And uh, like all have all his matches I've seen have been like super like generic indie matches. But 
I guess if people like it, like him, then it's good for him. But I don't know. I still need to be impressed by this guy. So which I I I hope I'll I'll be once he starts having longer matches in NXT. Uh, if you want like a good riddle match, you want to watch. I mean, you can check out some of his stuff just before he came to WWE, like in CZW. In Evolve, he had a really good match with uh, Shane Strickland for the Evolve Championship. Yeah, for the Evolve Championship, because uh, the WWN Championship was with uh, Joey Janela. Hey, dude, 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 dude. So, uh, uh, let me just uh, interview briefly. See, I am a working professional, okay? I work like eight hours a day. No, uh, I'm just No, I'm no, just no, no, I'll tell you, you something, which... I'll tell you something. So, instead of like, like uh, if, if like, there, there, mu- there must be people out there like me, okay? So, instead of recommending me like two or three matches, like which one riddle match would uh, should I see? Mm, I mean, there are a lot. You can check the Strickland match if you want to. Because that was like a long drawn out match. And Strickland like beat the shit out of Riddle. And he like destroyed his uh, little finger. It was just like the top portion of it was pretty much gone. Oh, shit. So uh, Strickland is kill shot from Lucha Underground, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Anyway, so uh, Riddle defeated Casha Sono in like seven seconds. Yeah. So, uh, Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane for the NXT Women's Championship in a two out of three falls match. Your babe, Shayna Baszler. Yeah, I don't know why why people don't have a thing. I I mean, there must be other people who have a thing for Shayna Baszler. I mean, I don't have a thing thing, but like I gained like infinite amount of respect for her as a performer and uh, like from the Brooklyn match was where like I wasn't very much into Shayna Baszler but that Brooklyn match with Sane really like changed my opinions about her and she's actually really good <laughs> at what she does yeah yeah I, like I, I, I love her character Same. so uh, do, do you know about the build to this match I mean it predates to May and Classic like that was the first time they faced each other and uh, Sane won the tournament like both of them were in the finals so Kyrie Sane defeated Baszler in the finals of Mae Young Classic and uh, when Kyrie when Baszler I should say made her debut and Kyrie was already a fixture in NXT and uh, Baszler was feuding with uh, Ember Moon and uh, Sane was like sort of an ally to Ember at the same time um, you know they had history so they were fighting on that and uh, after Shayna won the championship, I think I think she de- uh, defended against Nikki Cross at uh, Takeover Chicago, and they had a number one contenders match with uh, Kyrie Sane winning against uh, Nikki Cross and uh, Candice LeRae. And after that, uh, I mean, they brought their Mayan Classic history and all that. So that took that carried on to Brooklyn, where uh, Sane won the championship. From Baszler and uh, Shayna invoked a rematch at Evolution, which uh, she won with the help of her uh, four horse women allies, Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir. So, this is uh, Kyrie Sane's rematch. Oh, cool, cool. So, hey, this match was really good. Like, I, I, I shouldn't say this, but like any NXT women's match that happened after Asuka left have been like super super boring and like totally like not interesting but like this one was really good the um 
one good match I, after Asuka left was like uh, the one exactly after she left the first takeover where the fatal four way Ember Moon uh, Peyton Royce Kairi Sane and Dakota Kai uh, no not Dakota Kai sorry uh, Nikki Cross so that was a really good match after that the Ember and Shayna matches happened which were meh then the cross match was also okay and the one with Bro- like both of Ky- Kyrie and Shayna at uh, Brooklyn was really good um i i i'm already not a fan of ember moon so like anything she is in is usually not that interesting no but uh, i i'm talking about a good match in terms of singles competition like if you have like five people in a match it's it's generally going to be good because the choreograph that shit like too many times i mean they do even do do that in singles match but like still uh, there's a greater chance of a fatal four way being much better than a singles match because it takes a lot of effort to have a good singles match anyway this was a really good match but so uh, i don't know if you feel that way but do, do do you think they made kairi the champion because um, they wanted like another good joshi wrestler to take that top position nah i mean anyway they were going to sign no they had actually signed ayushirai right after sane one no i don't think so no, because, no, no. i mean kairi was the only baby face they had apart from uh, like Ed, an established apart from her there were candace who needs work dakota who needs work then diana she just came apart from her like who all are there lacy's there she's a heel bianca she's a tweenerish and there's shena and there's vanessa who's green as poo i don't know yeah so and like i i, I shouldn't sound like such a negative nancy but this yacht yachtist no no it's not a yachtist right what kairi she's into yachts right ah yachts she yeah yeah she is but she is no, the, the the word is not yachtist right no 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 <laughs> what uh, i call it okay. whatever you want like i'm not going to yeah, judge so, you anyway so anyway so 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 this y- y- yacht loving gimmick is like she's going to be I- i'm not going to say buried but she's going to be overlooked since day one on the main roster you mean on the main roster yeah 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 because it's 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 too wacky for nxt anyway but it's way more wackier on the main roster and like you know how the, the amount of kya kya hai nxt talent that are uh, gone no 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 you know the amount of se- those the way they handle seriousness and even like jokes like they, so that the drake maverick thing like i am rushing towards like the main roster ka review but they'll keep on pulling that joke like any like every week from now on you know that right yeah but i mean keeping that aside that's just i mean how she is you know presented but inside the ring she's like like a full baby face i mean fans actually love her and uh, i mean you're right about the main roster bit but uh, based on her nxt presentation i mean shayna has brought like the killer instinct that she mocked kairi for so that's an 
evolution of character you could say but yeah i'm genuinely scared for her on the main roster and i and again like uh, kairi's way like i i like aska better than kairi i like aska better than any women on, uh, on the roster i mean maybe except becky becky lynch but yeah i i don't know but like kairi's future looks bleak if she's going on the main roster like soon looking at aska i'm just like scared for anyone who jumps from an extreme to the main yeah, roster yeah. except maybe lacy or uh, bianca because they are pretty much homegrown lacy has still given an 80 20 chance i mean the homegrown bit that is but i mean she's a heel and vince loves pushing heels you could say and yeah she i have yeah bianca is very much a homegrown talent so i think she's going to get pushed to the moon and she's naturally gifted as well i guess i guess so anyway so um who who won the first fall gairi right no uh, shayna won the first fall with a kirafuda clutch which sane immediately tapped out to because i yeah. mean it was kind of so- a sound strategy because like she if shayna had put her in the kirafuda clutch throughout and she was trying to fight it she was going to lose majority of her uh, stamina and you know well being in early in the match so that proved to i mean it was a wise move at the same time it made her i mean she it, it gave away her first fall so you know another the next one was sudden death for her goes both ways you know right so uh, shayna won the first fall and then kairi won the second fall with the elbow yeah with the insane elbow after uh, she gave an insane elbow to all the three women which uh, jessamine and marina again interfered in this match and uh, kairi and shayna was also with them and kairi gave her the insane elbow then yeah. she took shayna in the ring and gave an, another insane elbow and pinned her 1 2 3 so 1 1 each do 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 you know that kairi one of kairi's move is called the sliding d with the one the one on the corner where she just slides and uh, gives an elbow yeah yeah, yeah 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 exactly that one it's called the sliding d that's a til for today <laughs> <laughs> anyway so yeah then uh, then a lot of shit happened uh, after uh, shina took the first fall right yeah yeah shmos shmos right so yoshirai came in and she helped kairi uh fight against the other two horse women like uh, dakota kai came in first and uh, she had I, i immediately started laughing when dakota kai came in because she's such an afterthought on that entire nxt show she's treated as a joke if people don't understand that like she's composed to be a joke but like so like Actually. so like when she came to uh, save kairi i was like isn't there someone better back that who can save prob- who can probably save her and then like yoshirai came in and then Yeah, it was all better after that. Yeah, her moonsault is a thing of beauty. Uh, yeah. So, right. And then in the end, uh, Kyrie again went for the flying elbow, right? Insane elbow. It's it's the same thing, man. Flying. That's elbow. what it's called. No, <laughs> who has the flying elbow then? Ah. Uh... flying elbow was shawn michaels like that's what the commentators used to call but that was just a the move is called flying elbow hey dude like we we are both idiots the move is called the flying elbow anyway yeah but it's kairi sane so so um yeah so kairi went for the insane elbow and then uh, but like shayna immediately caught her and then like pinned her right yeah like she just landed and shayna reversed her 
and put her in the crucifix attempt and one two three shayna won the match the one thing that has been very consistent with shayna's in-ring personality uh, like when i say in-ring personality it's like wrestling wise is that she's always very alert in a match so like even in her first match i think she did some some weird thing where she immediately caught like ember moon or someone else in the kirafuda clutch so it, she broke dakota's arm in her very first match on nxt the one the, she just stomped on the elbow do you remember that? no 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 but like i'm talking about the proper singles match on takeover it it, it was something yeah. and yeah, i was like ki, like that that's a good thing that they keep up that consistency with her so yeah and like shayna once so like i was very happy so let's let's move on to match number three Alistair Black versus Johnny Gargano in a singles match. Ridwan, what was the build to this match? Who attacked Alistair Black? It was Question the most mark. obvious. It was the most obvious answer that Johnny Gargano attacked Alistair Black. <laughs> it was, but like they were, there were like so many rumors just swirling around that it would be someone they signed from NXT, but that would have made zero sense. Yeah, I mean. also like that i thought that at some like there was a possibility that even william regal could be the attacker because um if you you watched all the nxt episodes right yeah i used to binge them like towards when a takeover used to come around so okay right so uh in a few episodes where like william regal was like interviewing all these people and like asking them where were you at the night uh, when black was attacked so you can see that on regal's table they put the knuckles the ones that he used uh used yeah, brass knuckles u- used to use oh my god anyway so yeah the brass knuckles that he used uh back when he was active uh so i was like are they like literally showing us the thing that was used to attack alistair black and it's like right in front of us but still nobody is going to believe it that regal has attacked him but then it turned out to be johnny gargano which is like i knew it was johnny gargano otherwise yeah he was the first one to leave like when regal went to check on black and uh, do, do do you know the real reason why alistair black was out of action yeah, yeah he was injured right he was injured he had a testicle injury damn you shit scared damn you <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so uh, thoughts on the match really good match i mean it's just like two really solid workers so you would get a really good match i mean they deliver at every takeover so you were supposed to get a really good match out of the two and they did and there was like a really good storytelling i mean personally like i'm a huge johnny gargano mark and looking seeing him turn heel which because he was like the most white meat baby face kind of until tomaso champa got into his head and uh, seeing him turn heel that was like one a bit of a disappointment but then again like anything anything he do like you know i'm a huge mark of his so i would just gladly accept it and uh, hashtag johnny gargano did nothing wrong also was in full swing at that time so <laughs> i was uh, because i'll tell you when uh, diy was a thing in uh, yeah. 2016 the first match at uh, brooklyn versus revival yeah, yeah 2016 uh yeah not the two other three just the first one and uh, they yeah so when gagano and champa were in the ring so 
from then everyone started to everyone started to think i mean there were it was kind of obvious that chiampa was the one who's going to turn heel because johnny was too good for uh, to evoke emotions and you know get the crowd behind him but uh, there were like chiampa would be the one to turn heel but at the same time many people predicted johnny too because uh, before wwe johnny gargano was a heel on uh, in dragon gate usa he's the longest he i mean that promotion doesn't exist anymore the usa bit and uh, he was like the biggest heel and uh, he won their main cha- championship which is open the freedom gate championship i think it's called that and he held it for like two two and a half three years so and he was like a douchebag and by all accounts people predicted johnny to turn heel but they did it now which is like his character based on his character evolution and uh, it's it was great to see and like he can be a really really good douchebag uh, aside from being a really good guy right so yeah even uh, i like the match um hey, do do you think alistair black gained a little weight yeah he has put up because when he debuted i mean it's just uh this one ring announcers so i'm i'm just going by them i i don't gym so i don't really know how to say ha- have a say about any of these things but uh, when alistair black debuted on nxt he was 205 pounds and now he's 215 or 210 yeah 215 sorry yeah because the thing is like his chest looked fuller like in a way like he was probably working it out or something i don't know it, he he looked mo- a little bit more buff than usual yeah i mean i'll just i'll just pretend to agree on it <laughs> even though i don't gym <laughs> but um okay okay anyway uh match number 4 tomaso champa versus velveteen dream uh uh-uh. you forgot black one the match oh yeah shit uh it was a really good match I mean, in that spot where johnny gagano goes for a suicide dive and alistair black gives him a v trigger let's just call it v trigger so that was like my favorite spot of the match and even the one where uh, alistair asks johnny to hit him with his best diy shot and uh, of course the end where uh, black says i absolve you of all your sins i mean i was rooting for gagano but that was like so cool from black i i really like gargano's wrestling style in this match like it it seemed very different than all uh, all his other matches like his style and his style in other matches this was his first heel match so yeah 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 okay anyway match number 4 tomaso ciampa versus velveteen dream for the nxc championship ridwan what was the build to this match so taking from the who attacked alistair black story uh well tomaso champa surprisingly wasn't the attacker because it's obvious by now and uh, velveteen dream was the one like before it was revealed to be johnny gagano velveteen dream was doubting tomaso champa that he attacked and velveteen dream was just inviting him to bask in the velveteen dream experience kind of sounded like a more prince version of keith lee but never mind so that's like I, I, that whenever velveteen dream says you know uh, i want you to ha- i'm inviting you for the velveteen dream experience i think like he's always inviting people for an orgy <laughs> i can never take velveteen dream seriously after that thank you so much <laughs> he is supposed to be a fucking weird weird ass character androgynous 
androgynous maybe yeah 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 i think that is the real world i'm not sure if that's the real world because i mean it's a play based on prince it's a play based on prince and he used to swing both ways yeah i think that's the same thing but i i think velveteen dream uses that part of his uh, that trait about him rather than you know like um Mm, how can I how do I say it? It's more of a psychological thing where he uses it against his opponents. Here's a fun fact for you. Do you know who is uh, Velveteen Dream's wrestling dad? A uh, wrestling what? A wrestling dad. Uh no. Have you heard of this wrestler named the artist formerly known as Prince Ayakea? No, Prince Ayakea. Is he from WCW? Yep. Oh shit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> So the artist formerly known as Prince Ayaka basically Prince Ayaka so he was like the very early version of the Velveteen Dream because it's pretty much the same gimmick just that Velveteen Dream has advanced and he can play with the gimmick otherwise uh, Ayaka was too bland for it what if what if Velveteen Dream is like genuinely like asking someone like just you know like Who's come my dad no 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 listen now Oh sorry. Yeah. No, he's just like genuinely asking people like you know like I want you to have the I want I'm inviting you for the Velveteen Dream experience. And like nobody shows up at his house and he's like waiting for the person to show up. <laughs> That is why then he gets um, angry about in it. In defense, I mean we did we did see EC3 show up. Yeah, exactly. EC3 showed up and but then like uh Dream tried attacking him or something, right? Or di- was it EC3? No 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 yeah yeah EC3 put him in the pool yeah EC3 put him in the pool no so it was EC3 who invited dream for the thing no no it was uh, dream's house okay okay yeah so i guess that's just like dream's way of like playing pra- pulling pranks on someone maybe <laughs> <laughs> anyway on to the match and velveteen dream entered in the hollywood hogan style i mean velveteen dream must be a hulk hogan mark despite the obvious difference how was hulk hogan not getting triggered over this that, that that's why i mentioned despite the obvious difference yeah but but velveteen dream seems to be like a huge hulk hogan mark even at uh, chicago where he dressed up as hulk hogan and he was just doing all his mannerisms and stuff i mean it was a good touch because it was la and hollywood hollywood hogan right but th- th- then uh, dream didn't completely pull off the cosplay like he didn't have the black and white filter over his entrance someone did that on reddit for him oh seriously like, like yeah yeah oh okay as uh, like the the, the the early the you know the first nwo right, riff, right, right, right. the guitar riff and then velveteen dream and they just put the black and white you know the weird filtering of the of the frame and velveteen dreams just entering yeah yeah the filter is an important part of that entrance mm. i loved nwo i mean which is like weird to say now yeah. but Okay anyway I I I love this match I think this was the best match of the entire two evenings like including survivor series like I expected this match to be decent enough because uh dream is like I I shouldn't say, we we can't say dream is green anymore right because like he can pull off velvet in green <laughs> 
no but uh, we can't say that dream is green oh god that, that, everything rhymes that he's green anymore right since he can pull off like good matches with lots of like train practice and everything i mean he is young which i mean that's one argument but you look at tyler wade and you compare velveteen dream with him it's like a huge difference but i'm not saying he's green but like he has indeed come a long way and he's only going to get better i mean i was in your position like how you've described it i was in that position before take over chicago when before he faced ricochet i mean i wasn't really buying into all the velveteen dream hype but i think yeah that much changed my opinion on him but and since then i mean i've been really fond of his character work and he's done really well in whatever he was given and he's just ran with it okay um yeah i, I but uh, anyway so like i i think this match over delivered oh definitely and both of these guys were like awesome i and and again this is like that uh, thing where like you are just as good as a worker with uh, with when it's like when the guy in front of you is also really good so like chiampa has been like working since like what 20 years 30 years i don't know so <laughs> he's been i think he debuted around 2002 2003 like on the indies and speaking of chiampa i mean his i mean being a johnny gargano mark i really hated tomaso chiampa but since that feud is because it was it was just heel heat to be admittedly but since that feud has like kept on the back burner and i've started to really like chiampa i mean i always liked chiampa but his heel thing was like you know which is great because you're supposed to hate a heel but you know he has transitioned into a more hardcore wrestler after you know the whole johnny feud because i mean it suits his character to an extent but people actually forget how good like of a technical guy tomaso champa is who who uh, whose physique do you think is better champa or johnny gargano oh i mean champa is more bulky right and uh, johnny is a bit lighter right yeah he's more like, shredded I, don't you yeah, yeah 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 i saw someone on reddit or was it someone on facebook like they don't like champa's theme do you like champa's theme I do. I really do. I mean, the first starting bit, like you know, the the it's Taz, but the Taz bit is kind of eh. But uh, the, when the song just goes with the early guitar riff, everything just. I mean, it's good. It's a good so song. So if if you listen to Chiampa's theme, no, thoda sa carefully, you'll see that it's quite similar to Joyce Gargano's theme. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's I I like those little touches when these guys put in their songs and like everything and and it's like just it's the is this one thing it's like someone shouting no one will survive like for like three minutes so it's amazing <laughs> and uh, a a wise man named Alan Jones Styles once said it's all about the little things <laughs> right so yeah uh, i i personally felt the match this match over delivered and i think even ridwan shares the same uh, f- feeling uh, so h- how did this match end dream went for the what what the hell purple rainmaker purple rainmaker rain again prince reference yeah. and uh, chiampa like he was on the apron and uh, dream went for the purple rainmaker and chiampa ducked so dream injured his arm and with the ring partition the steel which carried both the rings because it was a war games show so chiampa deleted him on the steel rail right so yeah good 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 match really good match 
So we'll move on to the main event. Yeah. NXT War Games. Pete Dunne, Ricochet and War Raiders versus The Undisputed Era. And um, I, I genuinely got bored in this match, man. It was, it was a really good match. I mean, you know, to each their own. I personally enjoyed it. I found it better than last year's War Games for oh, me. Okay, okay. I mean, it was like an actual War Games match. I mean... Fuck the roof anyway, because everyone was complaining, you know, all the old WCW marks, I'm sorry, that were complaining, oh, there's no roof, you know, spot monkeys, vanilla midgets and all that. I mean, this was more of the old original war games because like there were just two teams, but fuck that. And at this point, I mean, in this era, you're not still going to run with the old, how old things used to work. But yeah, this match was really good. I mean, Cole and Ricochet starting off with, you know, their rivalry, just putting, I mean, continuing their rivalry. And uh, Kyle O'Reilly entered first, the guy who gave Undisputed Era the advantage. And uh, Hansen, just to, you know, equalize that. And then both the tag, then again, both their tag members entered and the fourth guy entered. And towards the end, I mean, I think the one where... Uh, when all of after after the moon salt after ricochet's moon salt was that where after that all these four teams are like standing on opposite to each yeah, other yeah that happened after that that was my that was my favorite moment of the match i mean you could just take a picture of that and you could just frame it and that would you could call it an iconic picture if you want to because it was like that moment it was a moment to worthy of capturing um i mean I don't know. And like people will say, and people immediately, like Ricochet does one flip from the roof. Like that was a really cool spot. I agree. But everything that happened before that wasn't as interesting. So I can't say a match. There was, there was a story. I mean, they were playing up to a few stories and you know, the key bit where uh, Bobby Fish locks into uh, Pete Dunn and Pete Dunn, like, Fair play. Despite a foot injury, he worked as hard as he could. And he did. I mean, he was excellent in the match. I think he was my MVP apart from Hansen. So, I think there was this one thing that uh, when I was watching this match that I was really interested uh, in. Is that so, uh, whenever it came for the faces, uh, it was time for the faces to go into the cage. They wouldn't, uh, the War Raiders wouldn't allow Pete Dunne to enter the cage. Mm. I was they there. were they were literally holding him back. So yeah, uh, both Hansen and Ro just pushed him like fuck you. Yeah, yeah. So I thought like this guy's running heel in this match. I think. But, yeah, I felt the same thing. Yeah, but I guess they have some other plans. So yeah, uh, the, uh, I wouldn't say a good match, but like. And this is not clearly a bad match as well. But I I I felt I felt I completely it. bored uh, by it. I mean, yeah, it's to each their own because most of the time we won't be sharing the same opinions and not every, I mean, so, and I'm not going to judge you. It's right, all right, right, like I said. So. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so let's go on to Survivor Series. Like how long have we covered that? Let me see. Um, it's already, it's like 44 minutes. Boy. Um, wait. Never mind. So, 
Survivor Series 2018. So I saw the pre-show, by the way. I I tuned in very late. Like I didn't watch the pre-show live because and anyway it was available on the on YouTube. So I watched it really. I mean later. Yeah. So I'll tell you something about this. Why I'm never going to watch a WWE pre-show ever again. Be it NXT, be it anything. NXT doesn't so, have a pre-show. Uh, I mean, it's just panel discussion, so it's fine. Yeah, no, I'll still tell you why. So, uh, so the pre-show match was uh, the tag teams of Raw versus uh, versus the tag team of versus versus <laughs> versus the tag teams of SmackDown. Um, so the uh, so uh, team SmackDown won this match, right? Yeah. Yep. So, uh, in the uh, main show, okay, uh, the after the first match. Uh, Michael Cole is like, oh, draw takes the win, and like, uh, Corey, you are on the SmackDown side as well, so like, take that or whatever. So Corey says that you know, like, uh, SmackDown. Wait, are you referencing to the women's yeah, match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so Corey said that you know, even uh, SmackDown took a win in the pre-show, but mm. uh, then Michael Cole says, oh, that doesn't matter. So if you. <laughs> I mean, it's WWE. It just wins whatever he wants to do, how he wants to do. Huh. So he's very, he's much of a control freak. So none of this matters, right? Like anything that happens in the pre-show is not even canon at this point. I think. <laughs> uh, did you read uh, this one, Melzer's report? No man. Not report. Sorry, is because um, he apparently broke the news that uh, this was Raw was supposed to go over in this match. And uh, like the producers, they shuffled their notes, and uh, somehow SmackDown got the win, and they won. Because I mean, I'm not spoiling whatever happened later, but this was supposed to be a raw victory. The 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 most surprising thing about the pre-show tag team match was that Epico and Primo are still yeah, they are still employed. alive. Like I swear, were, I thought they were like silently let go. Aren't they on some family policy kind of scheme? Because they are still employed. Tamina is still employed, and I don't even know why the fuck are they still with the company. What? What? What's the family policy? I mean, uh, because uh, Primo and I mean Primo, he's the son of Carlos Colon, who is a huge name in uh, Puerto Sorry. Rico. So, okay, so so like they 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 can't be uh, dominated, Asa. Like that's what I'm. implying not not implying i i, I don't think so i don't think so like carlos colon doesn't hold that much power in the wwe and yeah what's the point of keeping them still when like they're sparingly used over the years but they aren't like, that special anyways what are they going to do by going to the indies anyway might as well stay here and get the easy paycheck i mean their dad runs the Promotion in uh, Puerto Rico, right? The World Wrestling Council. Right. So maybe they can just yeah. be a part there, do yeah. something. It's way better money here, no? And they have to do, do like probably just house shows. So the last time I remember seeing Primo and Epico was uh, was when they attacked American Alpha during the Superstar Shakeup last year. After that, I don't remember shit. You're talking about American Alpha. Maybe they weren't that, used. That was. Yeah, that was twenty seventeen. That was last oh, year. Oh shit! <laughs> That's what I mean. I don't remember shit. Whatever they've done, maybe they've appeared, maybe they haven't. I don't care. I couldn't. Oh, also speaking of 
people who haven't been used properly uh what's up with sanity i mean they just appeared used lost a few matches and then they just disappeared they are also very rarely used which is a shame See, i no, mean no no offense to killian dane and uh, the other guy uh, alexander wolf but like like eric young man like eric young is like i've seen him on tna and shit like I, so and i like uh, I, i used to like eric young's uh, earlier character the like the maniac one the no 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 uh, even before when he was feuding with like bobby the, the Roode, team canada i think this was also before team canada you know he, he used to get like scared by his own pyro when he used to make his entrance yeah, that was after that was after team canada like during the feud with bobby road just before the feud with bobby road because that was the time i started watching team right ha huh. so i i like that iteration of his character like look at where both eric young and bobby road are like they left a jobber company to become jobbers in wwe <laughs> and you must be wondering whose side was pt williams on because team canada oh yeah right <laughs> so um so i saw the pre show match it was like uh, so uh, initially the match was like pretty bleh but like as soon as a lot of like redundant characters got eliminated uh, it 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 was pretty it was pretty good uh, the revival It was a shame Sanity got eliminated, but like the Gallows and Anderson, they should also be used properly. But uh, B team and Ascension jobber teams, Colons jobbers, Lucha botch party, meh. They're they're good, but uh, they should stick to two or five live because they make me cringe whenever they appear on um, Raw because it's Vince handled. It's a Vince handled show, and he's gonna do a different shit. Yeah. So. Um... Steve Smackdown won the match. Like I think the Usos were the last remaining people. Yeah, they were the sole survivors. They beat Revival, which is good because Revival. I mean, I don't know if like they should be. They also should be used better. And if this results in a push for them, I'd be happy to see that. But I doubt it's happening. Dude, Michael Cole just said that nothing matters. Well, like whatever happens on the pre-show, it doesn't matter. So I don't think this is going to end up in a push for any of them. Like the new day are going to be fine. Like they, they, like even the Usos are going to be fine because they are good. Yeah, so I mean, though they're, they're set. set, pretty much set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they don't have to worry about it. And anyway, 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 enough about the pre-show. Let's move on to the main event. Sorry, not the main event, the main show. Main show, main show. Yeah. Uh, team Raw. Sorry. Wait. Okay, so this is a women's tag team match with uh, uh, women's match. Yeah. So Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. So Mickey James, Nia Jax, Tamina Bailey, and Sasha Banks were with Team Raw, and Alexa Bliss was with them ringside. And Team SmackDown comprised of Naomi, Carmella, Sonya Deville, Asuka, and Mandy Rose. So Ridwan, it was supposed to be Charlotte Flair, but she pulled out. So it's Mandy Rose. <laughs> she pulled I, out. I really wanted Nikki Cross. Shit. <laughs> I really wanted Nikki Cross to be the fifth member, but I'm not complaining because Mandy Rose is well, Mandy Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so Ridwan, what was the build to this match? <laughs> to be fair the whole show barely had any build if there's like any match which had a build proper was uh, the women's match the women's one on one match apart from that uh, n- none of them really had one 205 won the cruiserweight championship match had 
a fair bit of build, but rest, just nothing. And speaking of this, I mean, yeah, there wasn't any build. It's just like Baron Corbin announced there will be matches, and Alexa Bliss just said like I'll become the cap- the captain and I'll take a managerial role, and she announces her team. SmackDown, they announced their team. It's pretty much that. Dude, what's up with Alexa? Yeah, is isn't she repo- rumored to be retiring soon? I I don't know about any of that, but like, see, I'll tell you something. Is like, pe- people write news pe- pieces and they say that oh, Alexa Bliss has had con- concussions, so they're not wrestling. But like, you do need to realize that getting a concussion is not like getting a like a, a like a running nose or something. It's a very <laughs> serious thing, and like, if she. Like I, I hope she's okay because like if like they said that multiple concussions or something I don't know, but like, and the ironic thing is, these like these women aren't even doing a lot of grueling match uh, matches. Like if it's a tact, uh, like Alexa is like a very decent worker I should say. So she's not going to have like five star matches with uh, another female wrestling superstar. So I don't know how come these women end up getting concussions. I mean they work a lot of house shows as well. So I could Yeah, but say... dude, they are not like killing themselves on every house show. But she's rumored like she got injured after like during the feud with Ronda like after uh, the Hell Cell rematch. Many people say she got injured in that match, which I am not sure. But I mean, it's sad if she gets out because I wasn't really a huge fan of her until like she just improved. Like her character work does, and she's more of a character-based wrestler. Yeah. So she improved a fair bit in the ring as well. So that's what got me into really, really liking her. And I mean, if this just ends up now, it's gonna be really sad. And she's See, been I'll like she's you. been like two years on the main roster. Yes. Yeah, the bra- original, the second brand split. Yep. See, I'll tell you something. I don't know Alexa Bliss. Maybe she has a different opinion, but I personally don't think that if she has to retire from in-ring competition, I don't think she's going to be that sad because she has the looks and she has the mic skills. So uh, she'll be good. Like she'll be like really, really okay within the company. I don't think they'll let her go. Yeah, she'll be. I mean, of course, she she can like manage someone. Definitely not Naya. Then she could be like a general manager or something. I could see her take up that role. And she's a. I mean, she's a heel. So, and WWE loves heel managers, whether it be authority or not. Yeah. Also, um, uh, like I I don't know if like people are supporting Naya Jax or I I, I don't think anyone is supporting Naya Jax or is like. Uh, has any sort of positive alignment towards her but if like i said this on twitter like don't don't make your character straight that you are an unsafe worker <laughs> like that is not something to brag about hashtag like, free, like hashtag face breaker Jax. what the fuck face breaker I, I have no clue and like did did you see that tweet that she did? Oh, you know, like people get injured. Has anyone asked me how my fist feels? Like what a what an unnecessary victim card play, man. And I mean, Naya, <laughs> it's like a whole different story. And she's Dude, been she's been it, on the face of like you know she's been quite the PR face for a short while. 
when WWE were promoting, you know, when she had her fat shaming storyline. But they're just capitalizing on the heat, which is good and bad at the same time. Because it's good for, you know, eliciting reaction and they're just going to go full Roman Reigns for her, which is which scares me. But I think she it's going to be like if Becky returns, she's going to get her hands on her something or maybe Ronda breaks her into pieces, which I really want to happen. Dude, I'll tell you something. If this would have happened unknowingly, the Becky Lynch injury, okay? Hmm. It would have been fine if they would have given her. But you looked her in the eyes and then you punched her. Yeah. Uh, she was like, based on how, like how you know, people how, are describing. How? Like, she just, she was just caught in the moment where Becky stiffed her and she stiff, like, stiff, stiff would be a very weak word to use, which is kind of ironic. <laughs> Dude, I don't think anybody was stiffing anyone. And I'll tell you and something. And you weren't like, even I supposed to think... fist anyone. I mean, shit, that sounds I don't wrong. Think that sounds any... really wrong. But... Dude, dude, dude. Oh, shit. No, I don't think any of these women wrestlers are taking risks with their work rate anyways. Hmm. But like, how can you look someone square in the eyes and then like punch them in the face? And then you are, and then you have the gall and the temerity to talk about. Oh, but is anyone asking me about my fist just because you have connections to and a certain because movie you're star? Heel. Just because you're heel, mind that. No, 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 no. I, I'm not even talking about character shit or anything. I'm talking about Nia Jax as a worker and as a person. It's like if you, just because you have ha, you have connections to a certain movie star, okay. You don't you don't have that power to like do shit like this. I'm sure she did. She is probably like sleeping very well because she knows that like The Rock has a lot of power right now <laughs> within Hollywood and like in the WWE. His daughter's so, training now, by the way, in the performance. I, I don't. I, I I don't give a shit. So uh, yeah. So like, I don't. I I don't want to like have someone lose their job. But if Nia Jax loses a job tomorrow or day after, I don't care. Dude, we don't know the... See, I'm telling you something. Concussion is like... There's, there are a lot of layers behind it. So that is the same thing that I tried telling you with Alexa Bliss. Is like, if they're saying that she has had multiple concussions, like, there's got to be a lot of things wrong with her head, man. Hmm. So like, like, we don't know... If there are going to be like long-term effects of this stupid-ass punch that Nia Jax gave to Becky Lynch in the future, like I, the, the, Becky Lynch will be probably okay for the rest of her life. We, like I, I am not uh, assuming anything right now, but I'm just saying that Nia Jax intentionally hurt her coworker. Sorry, not hurt, injured her coworker. Like I wouldn't go near Nia Jax if I had the uh, if I had the option to. I mean, there are two sides of it based on how you, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying Naya, you know, she fucked up. She fucked up in a huge way. But I mean, she was, you could say she was caught in the moment, but like that's just far from it. And yeah, it will be sad. I mean, it's always sad to see someone lose their job. And, but neither, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be that sad if Naya you know, goes away. But maybe if she could like, you know, use a run or two in the developmental 
Like she could just go back to performance center and train. I'd be that'll be much better than seeing her get fired. But apart from that, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't agree with the whole. You know, I'm not playing. Neither am I playing moral police. But yeah, she has, she hasn't, she hasn't, yeah, she hasn't improved. What am I saying at this point? I don't know. But she sh- she should be just sent to developmental. That's I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you this and I think I sent you a WhatsApp message earlier like, like there are only a handful of female workers in this company that are actually that actually deserve to be called wrestlers otherwise th- whatever the remaining lot of these women are they are just divas like they say oh please don't call us the, like we are not a, we are not divas anymore we are the women's division and what not like you are just using that women's division word as a shield to cover your ineptitude in the ring and as i like a lot of these diva, divas are actually pretty nice people if you look at them but like i i genuinely do not like naya jax as a person like after like ridwan i like you but when you said that it, it probably happened in the heat of the moment like she it, must have she must have done that but i'm not saying that she doesn't deserve all the hate she does but instead of like firing her she should just be sent back to developmental and people are like legit cyberbullying her which is which is actually quite sad i would say and oh and like okay whatever so whatever this happened is like, like i'm not I, i'm not I, defending defending her per se but i'm just calling it right down the middle it's yeah it's yeah. kind of sad like people are just you know because i know a few people personally who are who have been like going gung ho on her uh, twitter like you know calling her just fat shaming her which is like that's too far for me but like yeah, yeah. just um criticize her work just not the person exactly exactly right but like after she did the oh, nobody's asking me about my fist thing it's like she's I'm she's working sure. dude she's i mean yeah she is a heel she's working but yeah, WWE, it's just WWE dude they're carnies they'll do anything just for reaction and money like i swear to god like just bring back the divas championship man these the, i like i have nothing personally against any of them but like the, the none of these are like half of the workers that i've seen other res, female wrestlers work and they are way better than these guys like the only people who you think i mean whom do you think is like the way you describe like who could actually be wrestlers who actually are wrestlers it, it, if you i mean i'm, I'm already not, in already in wwe's women's division yeah the main roster okay so i'll tell you so bailey and sasha are actually really good workers it's just that they are stuck with some weird ass characters at this stage counseling <laughs> then uh, we have aska of course aska is amazing and then we have charlotte and we have becky lynch so these are the, so i'm so this is just the main roster right we are talking yeah. about yeah so the uh, and i'll also include natalia in it because natalia has had good matches i love natalia so so and mickey and mickey james so like these seven women okay so only these seven women deserve to be uh, like recognized in the women's division otherwise the rest of them can go back into the divas division like oh and by the way like tamina needs 
I don't know if she, like she's she has a very bored looking face but like if you're coming out uh, like you know through the uh, tron and everything like at least look like you are interested <laughs> in being there I've seen like uh, her criticism based on this floating around that she's like a female Randy Orton but it's just like a oh, waver a no, waver no, no in terms of not giving a fuck and that's like that's the most saddest comparison i've ever seen dude even when randy orton doesn't uh, give a fuck he still looks like he's giving a fuck that is true i mean i'm a randy orton guy so yeah except like, like I, he I, has I, blocked me on twitter by the way oh yeah why, why did he block you on twitter I don't know. It's the my main guess would be like I am me making fun of his uh, big league shaking like, hands, handshake shaking jokes. Hands. But I never tagged him in the first place. But I think they uh, searched uh, their own names on Twitter. How desperate! But hey, dude, all of these people do that, man. Like even Cody does that. Yeah. Yeah, Cody, Cody, Kenny, everyone does it. But like, this sounds. It just looks lame. Okay, speaking of this match, because we just delved into another whole conversation, which was necessary. This, which was necessary. I feel like if we are going to call, yeah, our, it was. It was necessary. Because I if we are say. going to call ourselves as reviewers, we need to talk about this shit as well. So, yep. Okay. Anyway, so you t- uh, tell me about the match. It was, eh. I mean, it was a fine match. Nothing. good nothing entirely bad i don't agree with the booking again like you know having okay should I, i'm jumping off a bit so naya jax was the sole survivor beating aska which i mean again like i said there are just two sides of the story of this like they're trying to capitalize on the heel heat but at the same time it just looks stupid right and dude kamela do you like the 7 second dance segment I mean the segments are funny and like based on what they do but the, the dance dance break thing was good in the beginning but now it's just getting a bit tiresome for me and I'm not really into comedy that much in wrestling yeah even like I I too didn't like that thing when when they started doing it but anyway so a uh, very okayish match I should say nothing the people who looked good for me were uh, i mean mandy rose has improved sonia i mean sonia was decent and she she is doing well so i mean there's just like you know slow improvement from them and uh, bailey and sasha are just great and aska was again great but naya jax me Dude, I'll tell you about mandy rose so uh, when she made one of her nxt tv debuts right when she made an nxt mm. her nxt tv debut shit my english sucks anyway so when she made her tv debut um i really liked her match she was she actually looked really good so like in in ring wise so i i i actually had a lot of expectations from her she didn't she wasn't very she wasn't very regular on nxt because her character was like i mean character yes it was like mainly she she just had she just had that one match that i'm talking about right now who did she face any idea um i was think was it alia or someone i think it I was like she had a good match she had a good match against alia of all people i don't know if it was alia or not but i think it was, was liv morgan uh, because she was a baby face back then 
right so uh, so she had a really good match and i liked uh, so i so i haven't been keeping an eye on her since like she made her jump onto the main roster but um yeah i still have a lot of hopes from mandy rose so yeah all the best mandy yeah and hey, so how did this match end uh so the last two people i mean the last three people were uh Sasha uh, Asuka Sasha and Nia from Raw and Asuka from SmackDown Bailey and Sonya were eliminated by count out and the rest of them were just early eliminations so that and uh, Sasha and Asuka were wrestling they they had a really fun match like in the middle and uh, dude the amount of bumps Sasha Banks takes on her neck Sasha Banks needs to take care of herself is the only thing i can say i mean uh, she uh, speaking of concussion related uh, sasha was out for a while like she had some concussion concussion related symptoms and all that so she took a break uh okay so i mean dude the amount of neck bumps she takes she is just like i don't know i don't want to compare her with kota ibushi but the ne- the neck bumps look very nasty kota yeah. Kotasha Ibang Sushi. I don't know what you want to call her. But said, dude, her neck really, like, you know, makes me cringe whenever she takes a bump on her neck. At the point of, like, having, ha- not having one. Right. So, yeah. So it was that. And Sasha was going for a frog splash because Asuka was, like, the last person remaining from SmackDown. And, uh, Sasha Banks was going for a frog splash. Asuka made Sasha tap out and Naya just did two leg drops and pinned her good so team raw take take the win so it's like and it's 1 0 bracket 1 let's just call it bracket 1 for smackdown because they, they didn't acknowledge the win nothing matters on the pre show anyway yes dude michael cole told me nothing matter it doesn't matter on the pre- if it what happens on the pre show stays on the pre show <laughs> exactly exactly so uh, match number 2 Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura for oh it's it wasn't for any championship it, it's it was just a champion versus champion match what the hell was Shinsuke Nakamura wearing i swear to god what was he wearing man he looked like he was going to keep wickets for india <laughs> hey by the way did i say uh, the team raw versus uh, team smackdown match was number 2 yeah you did like the uh-huh. first match on the main show so This is yes. the second match on the main. This show. is the second match on the main. Show. This is what always happens when it comes to the numbering thing. So I always fuck. And plus, so, like we are, we are a bit rusty. So apologies to our listeners. Yeah, yeah. I I think what I for what I'll do is after this after we are done talking about this match, I'll just say the name of the match rather than saying the number before, uh, so we don't mess up. Yep. Okay. So, anyway, so Rollins versus Nakamura in a yep. champion versus champion match. What. What, what, there, there wasn't any build to this match, right? I said it earlier. Like there, there are no builds for any matches except the women's match. Yeah. So, and to an extent, Buddy versus Ali. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, those two had a build. Those two had a build. Yep. So, um, I, I the, very boring. This again, this match was super boring. I, I, I have no. Hey, do you think Nakamura is getting more skinnier by the day? Yeah, he's just sparingly used on the main roster. So, again, despite being the United States champion, so maybe he's just putting more time in the gym. Who is, knows? 
Why are you asking me gym related questions, man? I don't gym. Are man. It's not about gyming. It's like you can clearly see like his face, his the uh, his cheek area, Nakamura's. It like it's like they look really. It looks really really compressed. <laughs> I don't really want to delve deep into that, but. Yeah, I mean, it, this match was uh-huh. fine for what it was. It it just like picked up later on. I, it was a shame. I mean, crowd were kind of dead for majority of this match, but towards the end, it started to get really good for me. It was a fine match for me. Like in the beginning, I was admittedly getting bored, but later on, I found it enjoyable. Dude, I was I was bored through throughout this match. What what was the finish? It was. Uh, Good, good question though. By the way, like I couldn't really remember it properly, but yeah, I do. Uh, Nakamura was going for a Kinshasa, and Seth ducks and just hits the curb storm, and it was surprisingly a clean victory. I thought they were fair going to protect Shinsuke, but they didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's that one time of the year when SmackDown uh, fa- brands face off against each other, right? So. You have to have a clean win. Yeah, I mean, most of the things feel like non-canon at this point <laughs> because there's no story, hey, but proper story to any of these matches. Dude, that tagline, that tagline sounds super stupid to me. How can two brands compete with each other only on one night a year? They just did it like earlier this month at Crown Jewel. No, no, no. The the, the way I'm the like I'm talk, uh, like the end. I'm t- what I'm trying to say is Coke and Pepsi do, uh, are like competing with each mm. other on a daily basis, right? Everything is just the same for wins, man. Dude, it's just wins. Let's not talk really deep about that. <laughs> because the, anything, because everything just changes on the fly for him. And he, he thinks that we have a memory of a goldfish. Like, like, that, you know, we'll go, we are just going to forget everything that happened five minutes ago. Like, like of course, you aren't going to have like SmackDown versus Raw matches every week. But like, both brands will, of course, uh, try their, actively try their best to like, uh, be better it than was the other same, brand, It right? was the case in the first year of the brand split, but nothing since... Because since I think when Cody Graves started commentating for both shows, that it's and John Cena became a free agent. At that point only, it was like meh. They're just trying to put everything same now. Because hell, even the camera angles were different for both shows. Once upon a time, oh fuck! SmackDown had amazing camera angles. It 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 gave so much character to the to that entire show. Raw completely ditched the camera angles after like a week. But like they ke- they kept on using that uh, that amazing camera angle for SmackDown and like it gave so much character to the show. But uh, like again, like I miss twenty sixteen. I miss twenty sixteen in general when it came to like wrestling or personal life. And WWE had the, that was the last best year they had since maybe early two thousands. I think like I don't know, man. Like they need to like up their production game a little bit if they want to like do if they want to do good numbers on Fox. Yeah, God knows what's gonna happen anyway. Like it's just the billion dollars. Dollar. dollar. I swear to God, if they show the seven second dance segment on Fox, they are dead. They're fucked. They're fucked anyway. I mean, if they do that, because Fox wants a more sports oriented show, and they just bought the rights to showcase SmackDown so that they can fill their uh, sports time slot. 
because it's it's going to air on the main fox channel so that's why yeah 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 so like i i just like to kar 7 second dance segment yeah, and they, they wanted um daniel comier is rumored to be you know auditioning for commentary role on first smackdown when it moves to fox which would be pretty interesting he's a huge wrestling fan anyway he's from the ufc right yep he's the one who might like who might face brock lesnar soon hey, hey, let's not talk about real fighting man this is a review yeah, show I'm for just, fake I'm fighting just, except so, some people some people decide to go off script and punch people in the face cough na jacks cough yeah exactly she, she if she she is not listening to this but anyone else who is listening to this they already got it <laughs> anyway so uh raw tag team champions versus smackdown tag team champions aop versus the bar yep this match and dude we got to talk about the, we got to talk about the elephant in the room oh shit yeah so uh there was that incident uh, in in the final moments of the match right no the one during the start of the match or before the start i should say enzo yep oh shit that was awesome i hate enzo with all my heart dude did you see the picture of enzo from raw from did he appear on oh yeah the uh, security dude he was sitting front row and like he It had was... a wig and a hoodie on On yeah, Raw. he was sitting directly behind the long-haired guy, the one who is with his. M- no, this was this was on Survivor Series, dude. I know, Raw. but like Enzo came back uh, at Raw. He didn't. Arey, he did. <laughs> I am not sure, but yeah, he yeah. was he was in the same uh, get-up on uh, this thing. But what a week for Enzo Amore, getting kicked out of play and now getting kicked out of Staples Center. Yeah, he got banned from the Staples Center. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> But somehow this, he still made his way on Raw. <laughs> and uh, kudos to the female security guard. She's the true MVP. She's the same security guard who was uh, who was stopping Gronk from entering the Battle Royal at WrestleMania thirty three three. And the same and the same uh, security guard who kicked Elias out of uh, NXT when he was dressed up as El Vagabundo. Yeah. And dude, like, did you see the video? She like t- literally tackled Enzo. Yeah. God bless her. Yeah. G- give give her a singles push. She'd work better than Naya. Yeah. And they like literally da- dragged him outside. Like, mm. that was good. Like, it, it it was Enzo's mistake. Like, he had to just like he. I think he was like sitting there for a while, but then he started doing his how you doing stick. Uh, which is what like led to him getting caught yeah anyway fuck enzo yeah so yeah when about the other elephant in the room <laughs> not named oh sh- okay so uh, we <laughs> oh fuck redwan <laughs> sambhal ke one eternity later So let's talk about the other elephant in the room the p the <laughs> the peeing incident aopp oh shit <laughs> i mean that was a thing on raw spoiler so fuck it but i mean this was this was like the most cringe worthy thing that i could remember in bare time and the match itself wasn't anything special it was just you know four meaty sweaty men just beating up 
and it was just mainly based on rest holds none of i mean aop are really good workers bar are excellent and the whole thing this whole match would be defined by not enzo this whole peeing incident and i wouldn't be surprised if drake maverick was the one who suggested this idea because he loves doing silly stuff like losing to king maxel on, on uh, tna that was all i mean i'm not sure if it was his idea but he has he has been involved in many silly stuff in wrestling do, do, do you think wwe is getting all these weird ass ideas out of their way because like fir fox pe sab serious serious kaam karna hoga unko i don't care at this point because dude wins finds these funny like i'm pretty sure he would be the only one who laughed at this They, huh. yeah like this is a joke that i would have found funny when i would have been in like first grade or second grade yeah like first or second <laughs> but this was like pathetic and you know with this happening with considering how it all went it just gives a whole different meaning to it don't you Sorry? think yeah with uh, big show uh, grabbing drake maverick by the by the collar and you know drake maverick just releasing <laughs> it just delves into another whole story which is equally as pathetic as this yeah yeah anyway so what was uh, the finish of the match afterwards it was this being incident which distracted the bar yeah and uh, aop hit them with the suplex neck breaker combo and just pin them 1 2 3 okay another boring match by the way so far i mean at this point i like adsaith versus nakamura was the only match i liked i'm not counting the pre show because nothing happens on that right. fuck it so uh buddy boyfi versus mustafa ali for the cruiserweight championship uh, what was the build to this match so um buddy murphy had won the cruiserweight championship from cedric in australia which much to aro's delight happened because he hates cedric i mean not hate do you hate cedric you don't like him that i don't no, i don't like that stupid character he had, does he even have one exactly exactly <laughs> okay so uh buddy had uh, won the championship in australia and just to determine the new number one contender sort of uh, drake maverick put up a fatal five way match including uh, tony nees leo rush cedric alexander tjp and grand metallic which was fantastic i think like people who don't watch 205 live must check out and uh, mustafa ali had won his uh, feud with hideo itami which was also again another really good feud i mean 205 live is just it's a shame how less of much, how less of an attention it gets but people should really check it out and uh, so mustafa ali was like established himself as the top baby face of the brand sort of and since buddy and nees were aligned together they are an alliance by the way so drake maverick puts up or tony nees won the fatal five way by the way so uh drake maverick puts up this match uh to determine the official number one contender between mustafa ali and tony nees and mustafa ali wins the match and uh, right before 205 i mean right before survivor series on the 205 live episode they official win where buddy murphy just slags on mustafa ali and mustafa ali loses his shit so that's pretty much the story of this match hey, why why are murphy and tony nees friends by the way 
Tony Nese was feuding with the Lucha House Party and Buddy Murphy just joined him after like he wasn't ha- going, having anything much and uh, they are training partners both in real life and then uh, story so okay and Tony Nese has that uh, abs gimmick right premier athlete right 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 so yeah I mean don't don't you think like this is the only story which makes sense on this yeah because it's super simple and straight right they they don't have yeah. 10 other different characters that don't even belong in that story and it's not as convoluted as the main roster god bless triple h exactly if you like keep something super straight then you you definitely end up enjoying it more yeah i rarely watch raw and like i watch smackdown i rarely watch raw it's like if anything that interests me i'll just watch that and um speaking of 205 life my boy debuted there and he's a he's one of the top heels of the show who is mike canellis oh mike canellis yeah yeah right 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 good for him man good for him i'm so glad and plus maria is like quite the attention grabber for the show i mean people will kind of tune in if they know who she is and yeah Yeah. yeah. So um pretty okay compared to like all the other matches that I've seen on 205 this was pretty tame. I mean I enjoyed this match because I mean they had a free reign to do whatever they wanted and Mustafa just like took the ball and ran took the ball and ran with it because he was just bumping all over the place. It's like you have this much time just do whatever you could to kick some ass and Mustafa made like he took advantage of that and the bumps they took were nasty the moves they did was super crisp and fantastic i enjoy i mean i love this match i think this was if not for uh, the final two matches spoiler if if it's not for the final two matches this one was the match of the night for me okay um by the way i i just and i I'm, just like i watched i would say like this match was kind of tame in comparison kind of like slightly less enjoyable in comparison to the no disqualification match they had on 205 live july 3rd episode by the way for those who are interested like this was slightly less enjoyable but still this was a very 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 good match for me right by the way i just like had an idea like the seth rollins versus buddy murphy Anyone versus Seth Roll anyone from 205 Live versus Seth Rollins would be a fantastic match to be honest. Um like because 205 Live has like very solid workers. You know, I mean Mike Canellis, he's good but he's just good wrestler, you know, there most of them are like really really good in the ring like Cedric's really good, Buddy's really good. Mustafa is like baby Rollins, you could say. <laughs> right. And uh, TJP is also really good in the ring metallic is good kalisto is kalisto is also really good and uh, tony nice is very underrated and leo rush dude imagine like how fast that match would be fast paced oh shit like it, it, it would be super crazy <laughs> and that's not coming from ecw <laughs> like any anyone anyone from 205 versus uh, uh was the set would be a really good match because 205 has and it's a straight up pure wrestling show so works that way right okay so uh so the buddy murphy wins with uh, murphy's law and uh, dude the spanish fly 
from the announce table to the yeah. floor i think that that the spanish fly that they did on the 205 live show from the like the the july 3rd episode they did that as well there as well but this one was like this one looked a bit more nasty to me and plus that mustafa bump he took near the uh, near the vr um, box right. like on the barricade that that was super nasty yeah so yeah uh, mafilo <clears throat> sorry mafi one we are mafi's law right yep and he's it was his first defense so that makes sense and plus ali it will make a really good story for ali you know climbing up and find eventually winning it that will be like even more cathartic okay so uh the men's survivor series tag team match with team raw going on uh, going against team smackdown team raw consisted of dolph ziggler drew mcintyre braun strowman finn balor and bobby lashley Team SmackDown consisted of The Miz, Shane McMahon, Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe, and Jeff Hardy. How dare you besmirch the name of Shane McMahon? <laughs> best in the world. He's the best, the best professional wrestler in the world, Shane McMahon. Right, right. I mean, dude, <laughs> we called it months ago. We called it on our first episode of this podcast, and we got a, worked ourselves into a shoot, brother. exactly like people like they they are they are probably like uh, feeling sad for themselves right now that we laughed on these two indians <laughs> these two marks who just got buoyed by the best punches best punches in the business i mean even ronda rousey doesn't hold a candle to that yeah you know bart gun learned his punching skills from shane mcmahon are i remember that's how he knocked uh, that's how he knocked steve williams are i remember uh, this guy floyd mayweather even like i think he learned from shane mcmahon yeah he has a long undefeated streak thanks to shane mcmahon god bless thanks to god shane bless. mcmahon god god bless shane <laughs> <laughs> the best in the world best in the world okay anyway uh, i don't think even this match had any build of any sorts it didn't they were just thrown together and daniel brand was originally a part until he got until he no i would i wouldn't use the phrase he got uh, i mean he left and jeff hardy took his place right so uh, what are your thoughts on this match again like this match was action wise it was a really good match it was much better i mean it was a combination of last two years of avi series action was really good but booking was shit I I I in my personal opinion Survivor Series 2016 was the best like Survivor Series match I've seen till date 100% date. 100% Yeah so like even this was like pretty bleh I think because uh, that Survivor Series match had a lot of build and like a lot of storylines were made and every elimination had a story Yeah exactly so like this was a pretty match like i i didn't enjoy it that much like action wise it was good for what it was again but the booking really you know like shane was the last uh, last guy to be eliminated joe was the first one who to be eliminated fast yeah and mysterio was like he got fair amount of offense and jeff hardy is just knackered miz was miz was good dude what is What is it with Rey Mysterio? Like he's just another guy on the main roster. Yeah, I mean uh, that's the case with all the baby faces. So, dude, Rey Mysterio was like god in Lucha Underground. Yeah, 
I mean, I don't watch Lucha Underground, but I'll just agree with you. No, so uh, because I've seen like the first um, two seasons and like a few episodes of third season. Like I've seen, like uh, Mysterio was there in the second season. Like he was like given respect like a god in that. Uh, and he is like one of the most influential names in lucha libre yeah exactly like and even like in the indies this guy was like pretty uh pretty much uh lionized to the top so like i he's just another guy on the on smackdown man but i mean he smackdown doesn't really have enough baby faces so except for ray and jeff i don't and aj i don't see anyone else I swear to god they have to like depend on 40 year olds to keep their show alive. Yeah, I I have a feeling Samoa Joe will turn face soon. Hmm. I I don't remember Samoa Joe's face. I don't really see He was he was really good face in TNA, but that's TNA. No, I mean not in, I mean that in a good I mean that in a good way because TNA, they had like a lot of freedom for their characters. Right, right, right. Because best example is Bobby Roode. He was baby face for like a fair bit of time. and he was really good check out his promo with jaylee Th- i mean about jaylee till against uh, hulk hogan and rick so, flair so that's like what that's like one of the, his best works ever and you look at him in wwe he's just he's just a shit joke cracking vanilla dude i remember i attended the impact tapings in mumbai and uh, bobby lashley and moose like moose was the grand champion Mm. and lashley was the heavyweight champion and both of these guys had an amazing match man yeah speaking of jokes bobby lashley so, vanilla <laughs> what i mean not in the very little way i'm talking about the character wise bobby lashley is oh yeah, like, yeah okay okay he's been booked to shit again yeah hey, i think he's also just another guy i mean he was like the most viable guy who could have like you know they could have built the brand around but everything was about roman at that point yeah, i think i think he just needs to ditch that headband it looks super goofy man <laughs> mom man <laughs> all right so um yeah pretty pretty decent match what was the finish uh so i'll tell you like i'll just uh, consequentially just brief out so shane took out braun for like the long period of time with the uh, elbow drop the turn buckle to the announce table which they've repeated in the past to survive a series matches as well it just i couldn't i didn't pop as much as i did like last year or the year before yeah so that happened and brown was taken out for a long period of time and drew was like trying to be you know the alpha male i mean drew mcintyre's excellent so he was like booked as the alpha male he was finn asked for a tag drew didn't tag him in and finn tagged himself and then got eliminated and uh, then Shane Shane was knackered and Miz as much as like he was trying to kiss Shane's ass asking him to do coast to coast he did to Ziggler got eliminated then he had Lashley Braun just hammered him with a clothesline and Braun quickly eliminated the rest of the four guys and Shane McMahon was the last eliminated which she I mean yeah it's is which is kind of sad but it was a thing i guess yeah so yeah pretty pretty okay so survivor series match i i still think 2016 was the best anyway so and uh, baron attacked 
brawn after the match and just went to party with the heels yes so i heels which were drew and bob yes super super interesting storyline do you really mean that no <laughs> so uh, i mean nothing on raw makes sense anyway yeah also braun strowman has gained a lot of weight continue dude you like you can continue about the show that you can clearly see his gut man i couldn't care less man dude i really watch raw anyway <laughs> anyway okay so uh the raw women's champion versus the smackdown women's champion ronda rousey sorry ronda rousey versus charlotte uh, who isn't the smackdown women's champion by the way it was oh, f- shit okay right becky lynch was the smackdown hey so tell me something if becky lynch cannot compete does she give up the smackdown women's championship does survivor series matter anyway no uh, uh, everything that happens on the pre show matters no 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 everything that happens on the main show matters <laughs> yeah but then again like she was a, she was just a champion and uh, she like she wasn't she wasn't clear to compete for this match yeah, yeah, so yeah. why would she have to drop anyway but what if she cannot compete for like th- 3 months or like until royal rumble then she is definitely going to vacate which i mean by diagnosis she isn't going to be out for much long but seeing her get out of this match was sad but it's rumored fingers crossed i mean it's rumored that she's going to main event mania with ronda so i hope that happens oh that would be great that would be great i mean seeing becky out of all the four horse women get to main event mania would be something like no one really picked her to be the ace i never did i loved becky but like i've i've always been a charlotte mark so I would have said Charlotte anyway. I was a I was a big big time fan of Sasha Banks and Bailey back then. Oh, in NXT. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this match happened and uh, I mean, are you surprised or are you happy to see Ronda come this far in this whole year or let's say 7 months? I'm I'm, I'm absolutely impressed. that some oh, I love Ronda that me. someone who is clearly green like she's still green I I would say but like she still manages to, fair she bit. still manages to pull off these really really terrific matches man and uh, if nobody uh, knows about this they prepared for this match in like 3 days yeah they did because it was supposed so, to be Ronda versus Becky but thank you Nia Jax yeah and they got Charlotte which I mean I, I didn't and really complain i was sad to see like not becky not being there but i mean i was looking forward to charlotte versus ronda anyway and i love both these women so yeah good good match good match i like this match me too i mean this was i i expected a fair bit like this match is going to be great considering ronda and charlotte who's both of them are at the top of their games so i mean dude ronda carried naya to her best match in wwe and she it was her only her only second match in and her first singles match the yeah the irony right yes i mean we mentioned that in the money in the bank review yeah so um yeah good match but i i, I didn't understand the finish me neither like you 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 could say like ronda was again like both of them were at the top of the games but ronda was like a bigger name a bigger appeal and, Char- and even in the ring ronda was trying to up the ante and charlotte couldn't get the best of her so she snapped 
I mean, you could look at it that way, but not really. See, I'm I'm just making an assumption. Like SmackDown is tomorrow, so I don't know. But like, what I'm if I'm assuming as well? Yeah. So what if uh, Becky drops the title? Okay. And then, I don't think she will. Hey, listen, no. So what if Becky drops the title? Charlotte turns heel, wins the title. She is. She is. She is. Yeah, wins the title. and uh, after that becky wins the title back from charlotte in like s- some point no 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 um yeah yeah and then like they maybe uh, then maybe uh, ronda and uh, becky can do the champion versus champion thing at summerslam no wrestlemania i'm super sleepy at this point they don't have to unless they're unifying the brand which is a very strong rumor at this point Oh my god not not I don't again. want it to happen yeah. I don't want it to happen like anyway the product is generic as it is but I don't I mean I don't see the point of having another champion versus champion if anything like one of them will drop the title and uh, I think it's going to be Becky will drop it to maybe Charlotte or Asuka and then like she moves to raw I mean when's the Royal Rumble moves to raw like the original plan of Charlotte reportedly again so that could happen right but i'll be fine either way unless unless it's just these three doing something or the other with each other i'm fine i don't want any other intervention hmm hmm okay anyway good match or even the reported reported four horse women match four horse women versus four horse women would be fine for me but still either way yeah i just want these three to have a thing somehow okay anyway So uh super good match though. The main event of the evening, Universal Champion Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan who is the WWE champion. Radwan, what are your thoughts on this match? I'll talk about uh, the build to this match to like a fair bit of it. So AJ There was no specific build, I mean. Yeah, I mean there was just on one side of the story. So AJ was the one who was supposed to face Brock Lesnar. Right. but uh aj and he had like a historic long reign i mean 371 days as champion and uh, aj lost it on the go home show for survivor series after daniel bryan turned heel kicked him in the nuts i mean what a year it has been for aj styles is nuts so uh daniel wins the ch- i mean wins the championship after and just beats the shit out of aj on like after winning the championship and daniel bryan is the one facing brock lesnar where were you it's <laughs> fine oh shit uh meri aawaz sunai nahi di kya like not really it just you just went a bit far okay yeah so i i just like stood up for a minute anyway so um yeah this was a very interesting match and the I, beginning i'm still conflict i'm still conflicted whether i liked it or not i i i'm i'm leaning more towards the i liked it spectrum but um it, very interesting very interesting and you, the match was fine uh, whatever happened was fine but like the, at the end when like Brock Lesnar left the ring and like is like he's leaving the ring and Daniel Bryan is like looking at him and he's like smiling and shit is like 
this is interesting man i mean daniel bryan is i mean i wasn't watching ring of honor during its prime like during his prime in the company with when he was feuding with uh, nigel mcginness but daniel bryan was i mean when he was a heel he was he was a bastard like he was the other day and uh, like people are saying you know that american dragon daniel bryan is back which i mean i'm interested to see but i i i think I, even i have not seen aro h but uh, i think this is a very different iteration of heel daniel than his aro h reign <laughs> it's kind of funny because you have liter- you literally have aro h in your name <laughs> right so uh, okay jokes aside daniel i mean i'm interested to see where this goes and this match was i mean in the beginning i just like you know I was just like palm for palm. I didn't think like this match would go this way. And uh, to quote Brian Zane, who happens to be one of my inspirations whenever I come to this podcast, uh, right? <laughs> he the way he described uh, this like this change of card and this match taking place, like specific Brock versus Daniel. So this one was the way he described it was Daniel Bryan. a man who lost 3 years of his career due to concussion versus the man who's only second after naya jacks in giving concussions um you know i i i personally feel brock is a very safe worker i mean sometimes he's way too reckless but most of the times i mean it's just a common notion just like how randy orton when he he's good if, when he gives if, a shit but i don't think so i think brock always you know he's great whenever he does stuff but it's just his booking that pisses people off and to be honest it's supposed to piss you off because he's portrayed as the guy who doesn't care about the company he just cares if, about if money, you, which he does to it uh, if you see the first german suplex in the match yeah daniel oh, li- that daniel literally like threw himself off brock like he literally jumped in the air and like hit his head Uh, that scared me dude the first one and plus mike yoda is going on to check on him yeah, so and daniel bryan was like you know yeah how do you what do you describe the verb for having a running nose and you're trying to sniff really hard uh, isn't sniff supposed to be the word like a very hard sniff okay let's just call it that and that that really scared me because someone with like i like how bryan said that uh how uh, brian said that he has a history of concussions that really scared me but yeah. later on he was able to carry up because i mean this isn't the only neck related bump he's done in so long right yeah like be, be, in, in his return match at mania he had, he took a like a straight neck bump when he was delivering a missile drop kick to sami zayn Daniel looks very reckless to me sometimes in the ring. Anyway, so uh, speaking of Brock being an unsafe worker, I personally don't think Brock is an unsafe worker. I I think his suplex are I mean, there are instances of it. There are instances, but it somehow sometimes it depends on the people taking the bump at the same time. Sometimes it depends on Brock being like, you know, throwing like hardcore Holly for example, he broke his neck or uh, Sunil Singh yeah. this week. Oh my god. and i love bollywood boys so that hurt me to a bit okay so okay this match was anyway so what did you think of this match otherwise it was a very good match i mean like you know in the big, it was pretty much similar to how it how it was paced like last year when aj it was aj versus brock because brock was squashing aj 
AJ got a bit of hope, then he came back, and then Brock sold the shit out of it. It was pretty much the same match. Yeah. And despite like this time, he was working against a heel. So when he F five, Daniel took KO'd out with his leg and just kicked Brock square in the nuts. And that is Brock Lesnar's kryptonite if we know something about it, because Undertaker beat him once after kicking after giving him a low blow, and then Daniel. I mean Brock. You know, that's again, it's a notion like, you know, Brock, uh, like Orton, he's good when he cares. And Brock, if he has like a dream match with someone, Brock's going to sell the hell out of it. Like Roman Reigns, the first match that if, for an example, or AJ or Brian or Joe, and he made them look like million bucks. Right. So that's my thoughts. I mean, it was a very, very good match. I mean, unexpectedly, because I, much like, I don't know about you, but I really got worked because I wasn't expecting anything much from this, but holy hell, what a match. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm just interested to see where Daniel, where they take Daniel Bryan next, like after this match. Like it, it was very interesting that he was smiling after taking all that all those suplexes and everything and it wasn't one of those roman reigns type like he's smiling for some for no reason or something i think this was like showing some uh, like so the way daniel was smiling at uh, brock it was like you know like you expected not to like get any form of offense from me (laughs) but i actually like took your ass down and i can beat you at any time so like i think it's 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 a very interesting uh, character development thing and so, here's an interesting tidbit when uh, daniel bryan won the championship from aj and he was just like you know rolling his hair uh, that really gave me edge vibes because he could do anything to win the championship uh, uh, i don't think this is edge, but maybe maybe could be could be could be I mean, could be gave me it gave me right. edge vibes but i hope he's not a chicken shit heel like you know back like a coward heel because that's how wwe knows how to book heels this one should be like daniel bryan as a heel could be something that we expected Samoa Joe to be. Right, right. And uh, we have an option. I mean, there is a chance we might see Babyface Miz. Yeah. Not the 2013 Babyface Miz, but this Miz, like, there's like his characters come hella long way. So it will be great to root for him against Brian because he was like the prophet in the story because he said bad things about Brian, which turned out to be true, kind of. Right. Um. Anyway, dude, we are hitting the two-hour mark, so <laughs> I think it's best if we start wrapping this up because otherwise this is going to be hell to edit for me. Uh, yeah. And I'm also super sleepy and I have work tomorrow, so it's okay. So this was the review for Survivor Series. Yeah, and it was like you know I had bad and by the way, uh, uh, Raw one six zero clean sweep. <laughs> But SmackDown bracket one because uh, no, nothing happens on the pre-show. Yeah. It doesn't matter whatever happens on the pre-show. Exactly. So, Raw got a clean sweep. And that was genuinely upsetting because I am I have been a SmackDown mark ever since I started watching. So, that was like disappointing. Otherwise, it was, it was a fine show, I would say. Pretty decent for what it was. Um... I thought NXT was a great show, except the War Games match. Baki, otherwise, NXT. I mean, many people are saying it's one of the best takeovers ever. 
I would agree to that, but I would still take Nol, uh, take over New Orleans any day. That was like the best show from top to bottom, but based on cards, hype, and everything. Uh, right. Uh, 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 meanwhile, Survivor Series was very disappointing, except the last two matches. Baki and Buddy versus Ali. I mean, for me at least. But yeah. Ha! Right. Right. So um yeah not not good like i i would give it a 5 out of 10 if i could i would give it a 6 out of 10 i would give a 6.75 was leaning towards 7 but still i would say that it was a good show for what it was right right so so uh, ridwan tell people where they can follow you and follow the podcast so you could follow me on uh, twitter at uh, tweets by ridwan you could follow aro on twitter at aro the palka it is double a r o h t h e p a l k a r and you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram at the rate marks are as pod it is the same handle for all the three all the three platforms so you could share share our content follow us keep giving us notes on how to improve our podcast because to be fair we are still learning how to deliver an effective like how to survive in this world but yeah anything you could you could tell would be a good positive feedback for us yes yes and so yeah this is us signing off uh we'll see you all next time i guess whenever uh wwe does a decent enough pay per view what's what's the next pay per view anyway tlc and uh, okay. mid mid december yeah so uh, i i i don't want to give anyone hopes but like we'll see we'll see so yeah we'll see you soon so this is ratwan signing off from kuwait and this is aro signing off from india and we'll see you next time bye bye